called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. It is. Go on, say. Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hello and welcome to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotopath. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be your Time Lord this evening. Nothing <laughs> special about it tonight, just just regular old Time Lord. Uh, what's with me as always, or at least most of the time, is... Andy. The Companion. And of course, how can you forget him? Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. It's the Timbot. I am the Timbot. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Today, we obviously have uh, a new episode of, of Doctor Who because it's Doctor Who Day, as as uh, BBC would like to call it. Is that right? Yeah, and, instead of Saturday, they usually call it Doctor Who Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> first, let's uh, start off with some announcements. Announcements? Announcements. Okay, first, I don't know. Do you have any announcements? Because I don't think I got any this week. <laughs> so why would you say announcements? Because right, there's no, always I, announcements. I don't, I don't, I don't look up anything, so I don't really know. I don't really look up anything either. It just kind of pops up. Pop, pop. So I guess there's no announcements today. So it might be a short one. To, so, uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the episode. The episode was entitled. Journey to the center of the TARDIS. Running away with the spaceman in a box, anything could happen to you. It's good salvage. I can smell it. Clara, where is she? She's still on board. If you help me get her out, you get the machine. The salvage of a lifetime. Multiple life forms on board the TARDIS. What do you keep in here? What are you, eh? A trick? A trap? We do what we came for. Tear the ship apart. If we're gonna die here, you're gonna tell me what they are! <laughs> I can't! Where are we going? The center of the TARDIS. I saw the title uh, a few days early. I, I usually I, don't look up the, the titles, but... Uh, I, I, I ended up uh, finding out what the title was uh, before the episode started, too. Uh, but it didn't really tell me anything about it. It just sounded interesting. Well, I saw, I saw a title, and then I saw a, uh, a screenshot from the trailer to it, too. And I thought it sounded pretty cool. I didn't know much else about it, but I was hoping that we would get to see a lot more TARDIS, which you were hoping for before as well. And I believe, oh yeah, <laughs> I believe I believe that uh, was sat that want was satisfied tonight. Oh yeah, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead through it, uh, talk through what happens in the episode. Hold on, Basic here, here, hold on. Here's the thing. See, um, you haven't seen a whole lot of the TARDIS before. Uh, in this show, I mean, you saw the most you probably saw was in the episode "The Doctor's Wife," uh, which which has a little bit of the TARDIS. It's mostly hallways and stuff, though, you know. And uh, but the thing is, in the old show, there's tons of rooms and stuff that they've gone through. So I was really hoping that um, this episode would 
bring back some of that, and it definitely did. It brought back some of that and, and more. Yeah, that was pretty cool. cool oh, it did. Well. It did show some of the uh, classic. Sh I was wondering about that. Yeah. Because I didn't see the old series, so I have no idea. I thought maybe they just made uh, some. Was it all old stuff, or did they make up new stuff too? I don't think they. I don't think they went to the engine room in the old show. There was the pool. I believe the library was in it as well, or at least in the. Well, um, they did say the Eye of Harmony, which was that it made it look like a giant star in this one. Uh, in the Doctor Who movie, it was like a big round um, thing that you would look into or whatever, I think. I don't remember exactly. But what happens? They, they had that in the Doctor Who movie, so you might have remembered that from there. This the is so what goes on in the the uh, episode. Basically, it starts off with these people in a spaceship that kind of reminds me of uh, Prometheus or uh, one of the alien movies. What? Okay. No, this is a ship flying through space, and they have uh, the androids with them, and and uh, all this. The androids are pretty much consistent in all the alien movies. I've only I've only seen Prometheus. <laughs> right, which has nothing to do with Alien at all. Um, right. Just the same director uh, and writer and all that. And, <laughs> and just similar things, that's all. That's nothing to... Anyways. Uh -huh. Alright. <laughs> Anyways, they're, they're flying the ship and uh, the doctor crash, crashes his TARDIS into their ship. No, they captured his ship. Oh, they captured it, yeah. and it, cr it it crashes, and it just you you see the outside of the TARDIS on its side with with all the uh, wires sticking out. It just looks bad. It looks dead. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of laying there. The Doctor resurfaces on the ship, and he's talking to the crew, and he's like, "Wait a second, where's Clara? Obviously, she is a companion, so she has to be in trouble." So. <laughs> He he promises them the salvage of a lifetime. It sounded like he was basically giving his TARDIS away. I was like, what? But then yeah, you got it, you got to remember rule number one: the Doctor lies. Oh, I was gonna say never talk about the Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, rule number one: the Doctor lies. So right, right, right. So he's worried about Clara. So he he asks everyone for help, and they all walk inside the TARDIS. It's pretty cool because the TARDIS is on its side. And they all walk in, and, and I was hoping uh, for a Geronimo there. Yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> they don't really jump in. They just kind of walk in. I because, know. Yeah, gravity displacement or whatever it's called. Well, the TARDIS uh, was on its side in the first episode of Matt Smith, and he jumped in. Right. It was broken though, wasn't it? it was oh, like that's that's some, true. It the was... gravity shifter wasn't right. Nothing was. It was all broken. That's true. So. They all walk in, and he locks them in and tells them they all have first an hour and then a half hour to live because he needs their help to find Clara. <gasps> because she could be anywhere. And that's true. She could definitely be anywhere. <laughs> because and he says the TARDIS is infinite. So It's infinitely big. That's it's like I didn't expect that. I thought it had a, a finite size. It's just really large. But he says it's infinite. That doesn't sound right. I mean, it can't be infinite. But but the episode kind of explains it in a way that it kind of makes sense why it would be yeah. infinite. Uh, so so they go off looking for her, but then it cuts over to her, and she's all looking through the TARDIS and finding all these amazing 
amazingly big rooms. I usually just think of when I see the TARDIS, I think of main rooms, like maybe bedrooms and a kitchen, and then a bunch of different con control rooms. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, they didn't get, go through all the control rooms like they did. In they that. had the like, opportunity to, but they didn't. I guess they just uh, they felt like you know they've done that before. They they did that in the old series as well. Um, they did it with uh, they did it with Amy, didn't they? Amy went yeah. through all the different control rooms. Yeah. Well, she went through uh, two, I think. But um, yeah, just just the two that have, that were in the uh, new series up to that point. But in they did that in the old series as well. Went through different uh, control rooms. Um, but one thing, I'm not sure if you would have noticed it or not, but when one, one of the guys says that, you know, they, they want to rip apart the TARDIS for parts or whatever, and one of the guys was, uh, ripping apart the, the console, and you could hear sound clips from Doctor Who from the past, and one of those was Christopher Eccleston. Really? Yeah. I was surprised they included that. Oh, that's pretty cool. I I heard some. I couldn't really tell what was going on. Yeah, I was watching it on a very tiny screen with <laughs> little sound. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I didn't really catch on to that. But she's going through all these different rooms, and it, they're they're pretty awesome. I had no idea they had a pool in there and different things like this. But it, it did look cool for a lot of the the different rooms. I had no idea that. They should like have those more often in the show, I think. But but she runs into the library. It's a massive library. She says, "Oh, now you're just showing off." And she goes through. She finds a book on the history <laughs> of the Time War. Ah, that was just awesome. Yes. Yeah, and she flips. Through they haven't it. really talked much about the Time War since uh, Matt Smith has come on the show. You know. Yeah, this is pretty much basic knowledge now, though. But it was. It was. They talked about it a lot when it was uh, Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant, but they've they've only uh, subtly referenced it from Matt Smith. I thought mm. it was really cool to have that. Yeah. So she looks through this book, and she just kind of looks at something real quick, and she's all like, so that's who. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, <laughs> she knows the doctor's name. Oh man! Oh man! Did you even see that part? That was wild. Yep. <laughs> so that that's like the craziest thing in the world. This is but, uh, probably the first direct reference of the Doctor's name uh, in this season so far. They've had the whole Doctor Who thing, you know, right? But they've right. never specifically said anything about the Doctor's name like this. That kind of phrasing. Which and, is yeah, which is important. Right, and they've, they've, uh, this is the first one, I, I thought it was just awesome. And appar apparently it's in the Book of the Time War. Exactly. That's interesting. And, uh, apparently, she's, she's walking around these rooms, and there's these creatures, these monsters, some, <laughs> something that are lurking in the TARDIS, yeah. um, and they're stalking her, trying to kill her or something. And we don't know too much about them quite yet. But the doctor and those people are trying to find her, and actually those people that are on the other ship are... They're trying to do their own thing, even against the doctor's wishes. Yeah, they they are trying to rip the uh, TARDIS up, and they find this room that's... Uh, it's a machine that can create anything, basically. They said it was, yeah, the they're beyond... It, 
how much it is worth, you know? It was like beyond anything you could possibly imagine, it'll create anything you could possibly want. Yeah. This was a very important room for Doctor Who. Now, was this in the any of the past? I don't know specifically, but there was a machine uh, when the when the first Doctor was there that could create any food that you wanted. Mmm, <laughs> ketchup. Uh, I don't think that's it, but it might be uh, connected to that. <laughs> I think this is this is the machine. It has to be the one that creates the new control panel rooms, right? It's got it's got to be yeah. It's all connected, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the guys tries to steal from it, and obviously... It seems like it's basically the heart of the TARDIS, it's, in a way. But it's not, because they go to the heart of the it's not. It's not the engine room, but it's... Well, there's the Eye of Harmony, there's the engine, and then there's this. I think those are, like, the three big components of what makes up the TARDIS. Yeah. And, it's, of but, course, the time... Well, well, I guess the engine room's the time engine, so... Yeah, they try to steal from this machine that creates machines, and obviously the TARDIS fights back and creates this labyrinth effect that makes people go in loops and loops, and then there's echoes of the control panel, and everything's all messed up. There's uh, echoes of, of space and echoes of time, and uh, one of the things is that, well, that guy was uh, trying to rip apart the control panel, and he was going down into that into the light, you know? And I was wondering if we were going to have some kind of reference to uh, Season 1 stuff here where, uh, you know how the Bad Wolf and, like, how they got rid of the Raxacalpatorius <laughs> creature by <laughs> staring into the into the light of the TARDIS or whatever, the heart of the TARDIS. Yeah, right. I was, I was wondering if we are going to get some kind of reference to that. We did get the Christopher Eccleston audio clip well, in there. You mean like the, the, the golden power type of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, I was hoping we'd get something I mean, they had that lines. star, which was kind of golden. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Maybe. It did something different every time, but, like, the first time it would... It uh, t turned that one alien into an egg or whatever. Ah, that was a good one. And the second time it turned uh, Rose into like this all-powerful being. So I thought I was going to do something crazy, you know, and make some kind of other effect that we weren't ah. expecting yet or something. But it didn't do that. Oh, well. <laughs> it could be because it's a different control room, too. Yeah. So, anyways, the, the doctor is able to use his sonic screwdriver to save... Clara and bring her into their time period, but they're still running away from these zombie creatures. And when she asks him about it, he said, "Some things you just don't want to know." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they keep going deeper and deeper because they have to. They still have to stop the TARDIS from blowing up, even though apparently that was uh, a ruse put on the, by the Doctor, but turned out to be true. Uh, that was confusing a little bit. He he said that he set up the self-destruct. Basically, he was making sure these people would help him out. And he basically said that that self-destruct thing was a, a lie. But ended up that all the stuff that was going on with the TARDIS, the TARDIS was actually in trouble in its engines. So it, it had nothing to do with what the Doctor did. But it was already... Uh, having problems with the engine, so... So they keep going deeper, and that's when they find that, that star. Uh, the Eye of Harmony. I, I, the Eye of Harmony? I, can you explain that to me? Because I was really confused at this scene. 
the Eye of Harmony is the source of a lot of the TARDIS's power. Um, if if you remember in the movie, um, the I didn't see the movie. Dave's got you there. Yeah, you did. The nineteen ninety six movie with uh, the Eighth Doctor. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, you did. Did I? I don't remember. I thought you did. I I watched no. it. I thought I watched it with you. No, I started right. You know this. I know, this but year. I thought we watched it later. I don't think so. It's in it's in the it's in the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's been referenced in the new series as well, but um, source of the Time Lords' power more than the TARDIS itself. It's the source of the uh, where the Time Lords get their power. It, it's hard to explain. It's just an all-powerful thing. The Master wanted it in the movie. The Doctor at this point tells. Clara, what these monsters are, <laughs> and it's Clara. Okay, when he says that, what were you thinking? I was thinking, oh snap! Like she's been dying this whole time, and these are like <laughs> remnants of what's left of whatever she is. Like she keeps dying, and he's he's collecting her. Like, yeah, like, Scorched we had no idea, or... but this entire time, this, there's just something that forces her to die, and then uh, somehow the doctor keeps uh, whatever was the, the echo of who she was, kind of, I guess, yeah, uh, in the, I, in the I, I, I considered that. I also thought, you know, maybe while he was searching for Claire, he did actually find her a few times, but she died, and he just, and that was part of that expedition that he kept those echoes or whatever but, there. But no, it's just the future. <laughs> all that's all it was. Uh, it was it's a pretty much a Groundhog Day effect uh, that Groundhog we just don't Day. see. It's uh, all, all the the future is echoing just like the past is echoing. They're seeing their future selves, and that's that's pretty much it. That's they're saying that because they she stayed in the Eye of Harmony room too long, she burned up because that thing's too powerful for you to stay there too long. Yeah, so she burned up and and somehow still lived into burning state. I'm not sure exactly how that worked, but... There was, uh... <laughs> the, the, the two guys, the two black guys that were with them, uh, they were... They made up for that two-headed monster kind of deal there, too. You're like, that can't be Clara. So it wasn't... So it wasn't just Clara... It was also Zombies. Them. It was also those yeah. android guys, zombies. So... Because the android guys weren't really androids, but it were, they were well, playing one, a prank. One on. of them thought they were an android, but and it, it, it weren't really. They, it was like a they just had uh, bio, a bio, uh, bionic eyes and and voice. I think. Yeah. Everything else was still human. So that that and that that explained everything. In fact, you see the, them turn into the zombie do zombie dudes, and then they. Uh, the doctor and Clara continue on, and they they run into the next room on the way to the heart of the TARDIS, and it looks like it's outside. <laughs> there, well, the heart of well, <laughs> it depends on what you're saying. There's there's several different uh, explanations for what the heart of the TARDIS is. It could be that the Eye of Harmony. It could be the thing they look into in season one, or it could be the engines itself, or even that machine that creates different machines so <laughs> hard to explain they're yeah, on their walks. way to the engines and they end up in this room that looks like a cliff 
it look yeah, it looks like a cliff outside, and it's like, wait, where are we? We're still in the TARDIS. And the doctor pretty much gives up at this point, saying that they're about to die. <laughs> Why don't we just jump, anyways? No, <laughs> no, no, no. So he said, so he explains what Clara is to Clara. Like, you know, what, what. He, he didn't explain. He asks. He, he does explain what he's been through, but she doesn't really react. He, She's he, just saying, he says, I'm scared. Yeah, what, what are you? He wants to know, you know, saying that. He's seen her die several times, and she's confused. She's like, "What the crap is he talking about?" <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, that's all she really says. What the crap are you talking about? You're kind of scaring me right now. Yeah. She doesn't exactly give him a plain so answer. So this kind of answers our our uh, our question. Like we were like, it, we didn't know if the doctor would be willing to tell her, you know, what he knows about her, and we said that he probably would if. If it was his only chance, like if his if, if if they were in danger or something like that, and that's kind of what happened in a way. But it doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, I think we're. I mean, we're obviously gonna still learn about more about it, but well, at I'm, this point, because, nobody. Because what happens next? What happens next is they jump. They go. They, they they go into they, the engine room and it's already exploded. That's right. It's already exploded. Uh, but Clara noticed that she has the, the burns on her hand that she's had all episode that I think we forgot completely to address. Uh, I I saw those uh, when the yeah yeah the <laughs> anyway I saw I I was noticing that there was text on there but I couldn't ever read what it said. It was backwards. It was mirror. Yeah. Uh, but what did it say? It said a big friendly button. That's what we find out that it says. Yeah, because the doctor takes um, that. It was a a magnet or something that pulled the TARDIS in, I yeah, believe. And he took that, like that thing, and he wrote. He he did some stuff with the with the uh, sonic screwdriver, and he also wrote on it big friendly button, so that when the doctor picked it up, he would see that. Because they were talking about the big friendly button in the beginning of the episode. They're like, why don't you just have a big button, you know, to fi uh, yeah. fi fix these problems. And so yep. he gets he gets that thing and he, he sees his future self give it to him. And so he realizes that he needs to press this big friendly button and it basically erases the last day or whatever. Yeah, so he, he, he yeah pretty much starts the loop all over again and hands it to the doctor so he could... He could, he fix could put everything. up his shields and you know warp out of there so that they don't get captured by the. Ship. But okay, this is where this is where I'm getting confused here. He the rift in time. Mm -hmm. It looked a lot like Amy's wall, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like the crack. The yeah, it looked <laughs> identical actually. So basically, that crack was the whole reason the TARDIS was was exploding. Um, it's kind of the same idea as season five. The crack in Amy's wall caused the TARDIS to explode at the end of the season. Remember? It is. That's true. Yeah. So it's basically the same idea, only this time the Doctor found out a way to prevent that crack from happening. So he went back in time, and none of this ever happened. He was able to stop it from happening, and also erase Clara's memory from knowing his name and knowing everything about her uh, multiple selves. <laughs> Yeah, that feels a little bit too much like Smallville. 
Smallville? Yeah, uh, everybody's mind always gets erased. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. Right. Whenever they see anything Clark does. Yes. For those so, that don't know Smallville. Anyway, what do you... might as well see Superman, because they do the th same thing in the movies. Okay, what do, what do you think about uh, this episode? I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I... Nope, gonna have to go with Andy here on this one. I'm thinking it could be the best one of the season so far. It just, it just had so much awesome stuff, and it had the all the interior, all the rooms of the TARDIS. It had the um, it had the book of the Time War. It had Claire finding out the Doctor's name. It had the Doctor explaining the thing about uh, the multiple Claras. It had um, the time rift where everything was. Uh, the future and the past and everything together. It had, you know, changing, cha rewriting the past. It had all the cool, all the best aspects of Doctor Who, I thought. So I thought it was just really, really good episode. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be important, uh, like, for the future as well. Yeah, here's what I think. I think it had a lot of important things and it also looked, like, really good, like, visually. It yeah. looked great. Um, it definitely was interesting, but it was not. It wasn't written by Stephen Moffat. No. No. Um. Well, he usually only writes the, um, the finales and the premieres. But sometimes there's like one or two episodes in the middle that he writes. But it's, it's mostly other people for the other episodes. I like how, she said, "Why do you call yourself the Doctor?" She you have that? a, yeah. She's like, why do you? Call oh, that's yourself, right. Yeah, she. Why did? Why? Why do you call yourself the doctor? You have a name, and it's. Blah, 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 he's all like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but is there anything behind that? You think? Is uh, she? Is she gonna be the one that speaks the doctor's name? Well, she forgot it already. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she forgot it now, but she's Clara. She's gonna probably end up finding it again. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> mm. Sometimes uh, history uh, repeats itself, you know. Definitely for her, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you also remember very in the very beginning, the first scene, I think, or the first scene with Clara, right before the ship is completely crashed and all that. She had a uh, let's see, it was your idea. Something like that, and then she's like, blah blah blah. I don't remember. She, she said, she, and he said, you said it looked at you funny or something like that. Yeah, she was talking about how she thought the TARDIS doesn't like her. Still, it keeps coming back. Yeah, to they're that. still that's, talking about. That's gotta be the theme of the season. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very short. They, it. they didn't really talk too much about it. Right. They talked about it a little bit, and then, and then he was basically trying to prove to her that the TARDIS doesn't hate her or whatever by letting her you know fly the ship was it or just I don't know mess with the controls I don't yeah, remember was, what it was yeah he was letting her fly the ship okay and it was obviously not reacting very well <laughs> well yeah see so that maybe so she you think she caused the problems she could have maybe it was uh, a uh, paradox of her touching the TARDIS caused uh Caused all the issues of the rift in time and the exploding uh, engines and all that. She's the reason for the crack in Amy's wall. Well, could be. 
Why not? It looked, it looked pretty similar, and maybe it, it rippled back through time all the way to Amy's wall. <laughs> you never know everything happens in the show, I guess. I've seen some theories that are similar to that, but uh, I don't, I, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> what? <laughs> could, could be spoilery, you never know. You seen uh spoilers uh, similar to no, no, I saw, the rift back? I've seen theories, and you never know if a theory might be true, so I'm just gonna oh. keep it at that. Oh. <laughs> well, I have. I, I read a I, I read a theory online, but I don't know how how uh, completely crackpot it is. It's about Clara. Okay. Um, let's see. It's like this. So we see Clara in season seven, episode one. She is a very bright and fun character. She mentions Nina to Rory, and she is a very feisty. Uh, person, she is also very intelligent and clever. Then we see her again in the Christmas special, and we see a completely different Clara being a nanny, a very I clever. Don't, I don't see. I, I thought she was the same. I thought she was still. I think she's always always feisty. Yeah. A very clever, sweet nanny, and of course not recognizing the doctor at all. And finally, we come to our Clara. So far, we have seen Clara become very intelligent. She mentions Nina, and she is a nanny for her friends. Now think about it from Claire's timeline, I believe it went like this. Christmas special, present day, Asylum of the Daleks. Um, here, here comes the fun part. How did she travel between the times? Uh, basically, they're thinking that she's not dying, uh, but she's traveling through, through time. Uh, like, how does she travel between times? The great, greater intelligence... Is, yeah, I don't, I don't like that theory. Sounds dumb. <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, it. Something about uh, remembering. Uh, run club of a boy and remember. Amy Pond said something like, "If you remember something, it can come back." Right, because Be her her memory of the doctor is what brought him back. Right, 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 after right. The explosion. She remembered him. After and Big Bang Two. He came back to life. Is that what's going on with Clara? Okay, so... Well, I, I don't think it's a time travel thing. I, f I would agree about the memory thing. I would say that his memory could be bringing her back, yeah. So, the real question is, if that's true, why is it that memories can bring back the Doctor and can bring back Clara? Specifically. Is it just them, or is it anybody? If it's just them, I would say that there's definitely something really important about Clara in the overall um, grand scheme of things in the space-time continuum. You know, like, she's important in history. Or What's up with that? Something she does, she has to be there for, or something, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, she's a fixed but point. I think something. the... I do think I, I don't know the time traveling doesn't make any sense, but maybe Clara being with the Doctor is a fixed point in history. Like it <laughs> has to happen, so she keeps coming back so that it will happen. I think I think they're onto something with just just the idea of remembering. Yeah, because it it has happened in the show before. Mm -hmm. There's there's a website 
called Oswin theories. I, I'm I'm I try to keep away from fan theories other than my own simply because if you go back and read the message boards for the discussions of uh, like the first episode of season six, you'll find somebody who <laughs> uh, completely predicted the ending of season six or do the same thing for season five and there's there's a lot there's a lot of people that are able to figure these things out and so I think I'm good at making theories but I I don't want to know the ending before it happens you know <laughs> I want to have some 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 ideas on what might happen but I don't want to predict the entire ending you know I, I I want the ending still to be a surprise no matter you know how much I might think about yeah well I think I read some of the other theories on that site, and they sucked. <laughs> yeah, most theories do, but sometimes you get some good ones out there, and sometimes they're too good, and that's a lot of the time when they're too good, it's like, oh, either this guy should be writing for the show, or this is actually what's going to happen. <laughs> or, Stephen Moffat reads these theories, too. And he's all like, hey, this one's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens. Stephen Moffat's really not that great of a writer. <laughs> he just relies he just on the lets, fan theories. Yeah, he just lets us write for him and just doesn't give us any credit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. That's why Sherlock is so terrible. Just kidding. What? <laughs> now, see, I... I never thought of the uh, Tesseract or whatever... Tesselect, I don't remember what it's called, but that robot thing being how the Doctor would escape the his death in Season 6 and stuff. And I never really thought of that stuff. I had ideas, but they weren't right. So The whole, yeah, the whole um, Pandora's box and stuff. Did they point to that fact all through the season? Yeah, uh, the first time you saw River in Season 5, at the end of it, she said, I'll see you the next time at the Pandorica. I don't know anything about the next episode. Oh, the episodes? Dies. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> How many episodes we got left? I think there's three more episodes. There's three more. Yep. Because we're on what episode number? Eleven. Is that counting the Christmas special or not? That's counting the Christmas special, I think. So this is so ten. Actually, yeah, I keep seeing both numbers when yeah. when I uh, see see it online. They're like, this is the tenth. No, this is the eleventh. And then it. I. I personally think the Christmas special should be counted as an episode because it's in the middle of the season, not at the end. Right, normally, but normally right. the Christmas specials are at the end or at the beginning of a season, and so but this I, is I, officially. Yeah, this is officially the tenth episode. You can count it whatever you want, but it's the tenth episode. So that's that. Next week we'll we'll tell you about all about what's going to happen in the fiftieth anniversary. Wait, no, or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you still don't know the episode of the title of any of the rest of the episodes of the nope. season. Nope, I don't know anything. Good luck keeping that. Uh, not knowing. I I, unsub that I I unsubscribed from the um, Doctor Who subreddit simply because every single day th there was um, posts being put up on there that said fiftieth uh, anniversary spoiler in the tags. And they didn't actually say the spoiler in the title of the link, but I knew one of these days either somebody was going to forget to tag it or somebody was going to, um, one of these posts is going to get through 
or I was going to accidentally click one of the links or something, and I was going to get spoiled. So I unsubscribed from there. I'm going to keep that unsubscribed until at least the 50th, if not later. <laughs> I don't. I oh, like. Yeah. I like. I reading things like from fans and stuff but if it's gonna give me a spoiler I don't I don't wanna I don't want problem have is one of my friends know. on Facebook has a chance of spoiling me he's spoiled me in the past but and, uh, other than that yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of sources for me being able to be spoiled I've, I've pretty much blocked out everything I could I'm not following anybody on Twitter that that watches Doctor Who I'm not uh, subscribed to any news sources that report about Doctor Who anymore, so I'm probably fairly safe <laughs> the way I am now. But you never know. There, there's always a chance. Especially always a chance. So we'll catch you guys all next week when we talk about Doctor Who. My name is Dave, and I'm the Time Lord. And I'm Andy, and I'm the Companion. And somewhere around here is Tim. Tim. Hey, hey, Tim Bot here. I'm just busting into this conversation for no reason whatsoever. Have a good day. All right. You mean Tim Bot. Tim Bot. We call him Tim for short. <laughs> I think his full name is Timothy Robot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But we call him Tim Bot for short, and then even shorter, we just call him Tim. And, he, and other than that, we just call him annoying, right? Oh, yep. what? <laughs> yep, yep. There is no place in this discussion for that. We do, yep. <laughs> All right, then. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.